All right, welcome into the first episode of Get to the Point with Buddy and Seabear. Um, it's December the 8th, 2022. It's a Thursday night. Uh, I'm your host, Buddy, Buddy Deal. And we also have joining us Collins Seabear Brown. Collins, how are you feeling today? Uh, I feel pretty good. I uh, just got back from the casino and uh, I didn't I didn't quite do how I wanted to uh, do as good as I wanted to do. I lost about uh, 40 bucks in the sports book and then went to the blackjack table and proceeded to lose 60. So uh, not as bad as most people would uh, think I would do. <laughs> hey, that's a great way to get this show kicked off since, you know, we're going to have later in the show, we're going to have your locks of the week. Sounds like it's, you're, it's coming from a great place, winning a lot of money. Totally. Yeah. Cool. yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this show... We're just going to talk about all kinds of sports. We're going to talk about anything you think of, really primarily about college football. Especially, we live in Mississippi. We live in West Point, kind of where we get in the show name, get to the point. Uh, mainly Mississippi State, Ole Miss. I'm an Ole Miss guy. Collins is a, Miss, is a Mississippi State guy. Never causes any problems whatsoever. No, never. But, um, no. But we're going to talk about every sport, just about. We're going to try to hit up as many as we can in a sh- give you the information that you need. Um, first, we're going to kick it off starting talking about college football. Um, last week, we had the conference championships. There were some yeah. pretty good games. There were some games that you expected to happen, like the SEC championship. Georgia just – I mean, 50-30 to 30 over, over LSU, who honestly put up a solid fight. Stetson Bennett did what Stetson Bennett does. He controls the game. He went – Threw for 274 and four touchdowns. I mean, this isn't the same Stetson Bennett we had last year, is it? It doesn't feel like it. Um, you know, the focus of last year's team for Georgia was the defense, right? They had, what, nine guys go to the draft? So, when you flip it, when you flip the script and you get uh, Bowers back at tight end, you get McConkie at, at slot, you're getting a, a really good running back group with Stetson Bennett. Um, it kind of just, like uh, – you really don't have to do a whole lot. You just can't screw the game up if you're Stetson Bennett, right? You just can't give it. You're you can't right. give your opponent extra possessions. So he's a really good game manager. Um, I've I've liked watching Stetson Bennett this year. I think he's done a really good job in that system. Um, he's he's more of a system quarterback. Uh, he's not going to go to he's not going to go to pro and light it up. So he'll be two or three backup. He'll be all right. I mean, you say that, but just the other day he got named as a Heisman finalist. Whether he should be there or not, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But he still is a Heisman finalist. Also, yeah. you mentioned two of the tight ends on there, McConkey and Bowers. You also you forgot about Darnell Washington, who is the, a giant of a man, 6'7", 270. He looks bigger than most of the offensive linemen. I got to ask, is this the best tight end group in college football history? Uh, without a doubt, you have LeBron James as your two tight end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say that's I mean, the thing yeah. about it. As big as he is, he's not even the best one in the group. No, you got Rob Gronkowski on one side, and then you got LeBron James on the other one. So pick your poison. Yeah, it's insane. And they both, Brock they, Bowers might. Brock Bowers might be the best player in college football. You can I make agree with arguments. That. No, I agree with that 100. percent I think that these two tight ends are the two best run blocking tight ends in college football, and they're on the same team. I agree. And they also can catch it pretty I mean, good, too. Yeah, I mean, Bowers in the freaking SEC championship game, he looked he literally looked like he was a man playing against junior high kids. He's unbelievable. Yes, I completely agree. It's, it's unbelievable. 
Um, other side of the ball, well, other side of the SEC championship, we had LSU. Jaden Daniels went down with an injury early in the game. What do you think about Garrett Nussmeyer? He really looked pretty good. No, he looked. I mean, he looked really good. And going to get and like we said earlier in the show, right? Uh, the focus is was last year was on Georgia's defense, not really uh, on their offense. And this year, it's kind of vice versa. They're scoring fifty points; they might give up twenty. Um, I I really think he did a good job. It, the thing about SEC football, right? It's you got to beat the scheme. When you've got to right. beat athletes and the scheme, and you do that like he did it, putting up putting up a really good show in uh, down there in Atlanta against yeah, a really he, good team. I say against a really good defense. He was fifteen and twenty seven for two ninety four, two touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but it was his first real action of the year um, against one of the best teams. Well, against the best team in the country. I thought he did pretty well. Um, so that really kind of leaves the question if is there going to be a quarterback competition in Baton Rouge next year? No. No. You think Jaden Daniels has it locked down? Yeah. All right. He's the guy. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, guy. I mean, he's... He, from what he did starting the year, I was really, I was really, really down on LSU going – and then they played Florida State and lost that game as a four-point favorite. Um, you kind of yep. – it almost fit the bill for what we were thinking was going to happen with that team. Um, but yep. Jaden Daniels took that team over. I don't give a f- – I, I don't care. You can talk about Brian Kelly. I don't care with Jaden Daniels. He won them. The, he yep. won them I, these games. I agree. All right, we're going to go from the SEC to, in my opinion, the best game of the weekend, the Big 12 championship game, Kansas State and TCU. Uh, Kansas State ended up winning in overtime 31-28 to on a field goal. Um, God, you it you it you hate to see Max Duggan give the effort he gave and not come away with a win there. No, I, I agree one hundred percent. But um, I think I, I think we should really be focusing on Kansas State. Okay, like they played a really good football game. Now TCU gave them every break they needed to win that game, and it still took them into overtime. But Kansas State, man, you I don't think you can really say enough about Kansas State. They coming into this year, I don't think anybody had them even on a board anywhere. And then they come in You're and right. play for a Big 12 championship. I think they I think they outperformed and given given the opportunity they had in the Big 12 championship to win the game and actually win it. It's the one thing that TCU's allowed teams to do all year is stay in the game, but they're going to win the game. Kansas State was yep. the first team to prove to TCU that you're not who you think you are. I don't disagree with that. Um, however, all right, so watching the game, Duggan's given everything he has in this game. And over time, mm-hmm. he gets down to the inch-yard line. They called, it, they called him down, had to go review it. He was short. So it's third and goal from inside the one-yard line. How do you not let him at least touch the ball again? You hand the ball off two straight times. I, I just don't understand how you don't give him a chance to get a, a yard. No, I, I agree 100%. It, it comes back to who do you want the ball? Who, who's, who, whose hands do you want the ball in, right? Max Duggan was that guy for TCU the whole year. You put it in his hands and you let him try and make it happen. Um, I really don't hate uh, giving a at the half-yard line. Throw something at them that they're not expecting. They're expecting you to get in too tight, power eye, and try and ram it down their throat. Why don't you try and spread them out? Just scheme them a little bit. But – that being said, right. hindsight's twenty twenty always, right? Yeah, you're right. All right, so from the Big 12 to the Pac-12, 
Utah just gave it to USC. I mean, the USC's defense could not tackle a soul. Not only that, Cam Rising is insane. I mean, he's been good. He he's is. been that good all year. Yeah, and we we got introduced to Cam Rising last year, right? And kind of took us yep. by storm. But I, I mean, look, the USC was they were they were my fourth team in to the college football playoff at the start of the year. Um, yep, that they, they had a shot to do it, and that Utah showed them up. But interestingly enough, right? Um, they Utah went in and throbbed them, right? It was in USC, right? Oh yeah. And they go no, to was, USC. Oh yeah, you're right. And then no, they was, they come it was for actually the, in Salt Lake. That that game was in Salt Lake City. So yeah, but still, you're, you're gonna you're get right. I, they throbbed them, and then you would think with the coat, like with the coach that Lincoln Riley is, he would have schemed that game out perfectly for his offense to to achieve. But exactly what you said, man. You can score as many points as you want. If you can't stop nobody, it don't matter. Well, yeah, but you start talking about Lincoln Riley scheming. Hey, Caleb Williams ended up throwing for over 350 yards and three touchdowns. What you right. The problem was is that they only had 56 rushing yards total, and Caleb Williams had 21 of those. So they're not, they didn't get anything out of the running game, which mean, meant that Caleb Williams had to do everything by himself, and he was doing it on, on a hurt, on a torn, messed up hamstring in the second half. There's only so much he can do. I mean, he's right. still probably the best player in college football. He's going to end up winning the Heisman, I think. Um, but, it's, I mean, it was it was a good game. Yeah, I mean, it was a good football game. I'm, I had I had USC in that game. I thought that they were the better coach team. I thought they had more athletes. But, like, what it comes down to, man, like you said, um, a lot a lot of running the football comes down to controlling the clock. And um, a lot of people don't think of that um, as far as like when you're when you're looking at a game or you're going to bet the game or you're watching the game. Uh, time of possession is still a huge part of football. It's still a massive part. You're of football. right. Completely agree. Uh, we're going to hit the rest of the Power Five, the Big Ten, Michigan roll Purdue. It was a close game for a minute. Per- Michigan ran away with it in the second half. Uh, not a whole lot to say. Michigan looks as good as they have been all year. Yeah, it's it's what we've come to expect out of Michigan. They're going to play you close in the first half. The coaching staff's going to do their job at halftime, and they're going to come out and roll you. It's just that simple. But yeah, they're not. I'm telling you right um, now, they're not going to do that in the college football playoff. It's not going to happen. I don't think so either. Um, I will say, a surprise. JJ McCarthy's been really good this year. Very um, good. Wasn't really expecting it. I mean, he had, he hadn't done anything all the way up all year, pretty much. But then the Ohio State game, he did almost whatever he wanted to, especially the second half. And then he lit it up against Purdue as well. Um, but he had a good day. Um, going to the ACC, Clemson pulls DJ Uyunglele, brings in um, – oh, what's his name? I know exactly who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. <laughs> he brought – true freshman. Um, came back. It was a close game. He come in and just – they lit it up, ended up beating North Carolina 39-10. to uh, Kay Klubnick's his name. I think that says more about the Clemson defense than it does the Clemson offense to hold North Carolina to 10 points. I agree. Jake, Drake May has been just outside of the Heisman contention all year. He's been insanely good. Um, but I, I completely agree. Clemson's defense really stepped up. Uh, one more conference yeah, championship game we're going to talk about. Hold on, go ahead. 
So when we, when we think of Clemson, right, we've for the past like I guess four or five years now, we've come to expect like a, almost a Trevor Lawrence out of Uilagoe, uh, and he's yeah. not he's not going to be that guy. And and for for the true freshman guy to come in against Syracuse at home and win them that game, for him to come in this game and win them that game in a in a demanding fashion, I think we have to start looking at uh, what you say his name was. Uh, Cade Klubnik. I think we need to start looking at old Cade a little bit harder and thinking that, you know, he could he could bring Clemson back to where they were in those Trevor Lawrence years with that defense that they got. I don't disagree with you. I mean, that he looks he, – he, because he's more mobile than DJU is. He, he's fast. He can fly. He looked good when he was throwing the ball too. But, I mean, I thought overall I thought he looked really good, especially as a true freshman coming in a situation like that. Not surprisingly, DJU – jumping the transfer portal this weekend. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. There's a lot going on there. Uh, one more conference championship game I want to talk about, the American Conference. only reason I want to talk about them is because Tulane is the highest-ranked highest group of five school, which means they are going to make it to a New Year's Six Bowl. They ended up beating the John Rice Plumley-led UCF Knights 45-28. What do you think about Tulane? Yeah. Just had a really good year. Tulane had a really good year this year. Um, they're, you know, interestingly, man, they they dropped a game at 13th in the country to Southern Miss at home, right? And so at this point, you're thinking, at this point, you're thinking like, all right, they're, you know, they're about to come back down to earth. They're about to settle back into how they need to be. Finish the season eight and four, nine and three. Yep, they did. I mean, they proved me wrong. I, I bet – I'm not going to lie to you. I bet to, I bet Tulane in the, against UCF because Plumlee was out and Plumlee was a huge part of that UCF offense, man. You cannot say he enough. Did. Yeah. So, he did come back in the second half. But I think he wasn't playing 100%. Uh, but, I mean, what a turnaround there for – I mean, they were 2-10 and 10 last year. Now they're 11-2 and two, eight American Conference champions and going to play USC in a huge – uh, Cotton Bowl in a few weeks, with the chance to beat them, they have the they offense have a great to do chance it. to beat them. Absolutely. I mean, I, I might strap, I might strap in on the couch for that game. I don't know. I think it's a That's good, gonna be good. I think so. Yep. Well, that was a quick overview of the conference championships. Let's move on to what the result of the conference championships and this playoff. First question: Do you think the committee got it right? No. Oh. Okay, who would you who would you put in over somebody else? Um, I would put Alabama over Ohio State. With two My, losses, Alabama's, Alabama's two losses look better than Ohio State's one. Well, I don't disagree with that, but the fact that it's two over one is one thing, and not only that. And you're going to hear arguments, and you may have the argument that they only lost by two plays. Well, they needed a lot of help to beat a really bad Texas A&M team and an overrated. And, and this is hurts to say an honestly overrated Ole Miss team. They also had needed a, they had a late a last second field goal to beat Texas without Quinn Ewers for the, the last three quarters of the game. Right. So I understand that they did they only lost two games on two plays, but they barely won a few games that they shouldn't have been in close. Right, and you can look at it, and this is my angle looking at it. Why I think they why I thought they would pick Alabama over Ohio State just because the game sells, right? It's Georgia against Alabama yeah. in the college football playoff. That game's gonna sell. 
Another thing to keep in mind, though, to your point, we've become almost like with the Clemson thing. We've become accustomed to watching Alabama stomp people. So when they don't stop people, we have to sit back and reevaluate it. But the one thing that Vegas never did this year, and I think this is what the college football playoff pays attention to more than anything, what does Vegas think? Who does Vegas think is going to win the game? If Alabama plays Georgia, does Alabama have a closer spread than Ohio State does? And obviously, I think the committee and the Vegas say no. By the way, that spread is Georgia minus six and a half in the Peach Bowl. Uh, the other games – TCU and Michigan. Michigan's favored by seven and a half. I'm a little bit surprised that the Georgia spread is so close because I think this is the first time they played a game all year where the spread was less than 10. I think that Georgia will roll. I, honestly, can anybody beat Georgia? No. I, I don't think so either. I think the only t- I'll be honest, the only team I thought that could beat them was Alabama. I agree. But I also don't necessarily think that they were – deserving to get in. The problem was that you had three teams that were deserving to get in, in Georgia, Michigan, and TCU, and you really didn't have a fourth. With USC losing the Pac-12 championship, that, that really cut out the last four, that, that last team. Uh, I agree 100%. And it was UC, USC knew going into that game that it was theirs to, it was theirs to clinch. They knew that that four yep. spot was going to be theirs if they won the game. And yep. after – after watching how poorly they played in that game, I just I don't know I don't know if we're gonna see USC become that top dog again, man. I just don't it's gonna take culture, it's gonna take rebuilding time. Oh I completely understand that. But when you yeah. look at how poorly they played in that Utah game in a Pac twelve championship against a team that's already throbbed you and you've got a chance to get in the college football playoff and you lose by three scores, something's yeah. not right. I agree. Um one last thing about that. What are your thoughts on Nick Saban coming and just begging everybody, every game he can get on TV for Saturday night just to get them in the playoffs? I never thought I would see Nick Saban doing that. No, and look, I think a lot of it goes – I think we've we've kind of put this this film around Satan or Saban, right, that he's like this <laughs> – this, this real harsh guy that he's just this, oh, blah, 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 I don't care, I don't care. But I think there's one thing that we can guarantee. He loves his players. Oh, he he wants to see enough. his he's, players. He's, yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, so I think, well, that I think that covers. says more about Nick Saban. As a, I think it says more about Nick Saban as a person than it does anything else. I think it kind of shows a different light on Nick Saban that maybe – Maybe he's misrepresented in the media because he's always been that hard-nosed guy in the media that seems like he doesn't care, right? Kind of like the yeah. Bill Belichick type on this. You're right. You're right. All right. We're going to go over the rest of New Year's Six Bowls. Uh, you have the the very, very orange bowl. We have two teams that wear orange. Tennessee matched up with Clemson. Um, Clemson, being ranked number seven, is actually favored by a touchdown. I think that has a lot to do with him. And Hooker not playing. Um, who uh, you, you hated to see him go down as good of a year he was having. He was my husband favorite, man. I, I watched Hendon Hooker last year in preparation for a game that I was going to bet Tennessee at home against Pitt and um, against Kenny Pickett and Hendon Hooker. And I watched that. I watched film on Tennessee and Pitt last year, both Kenny Pickett and Hendon Hooker. And I had decided in my mind that Hendon Hooker was a better quarterback. Now, Kenny Pickett, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Kenny Pickett played a great season last year, 
But Hendon Hooker this season played better than Kenny Pickett did. So I do feel like I can pat myself on the back for that one. I agree. Sugar Bowl, we got Kansas State and Alabama. Alabama still favored by three and a half. I think that is a huge chance for Kansas State to really put a statement on this year. Think about the last time you can remember, and this is what I remember, right? Alabama had a chance to play in a national championship. They lost the last game of the season to uh, Auburn. They turn around. They uh, don't go to the SEC championship. They kind of just fight, fade away. And who do they wind up playing in, I think, the Sugar Bowl? It was the Sugar Bowl. They played Oklahoma, and Trevor Knight lit them up. It feels like we're about to get the same daggone thing. Com- I completely agree with you. I think that's what's going to happen. It wouldn't surprise me for Alabama to go and roll, but it, I just I think that Kansas State's got a really good chance here. And they're coming off a high, man. Like – they have – usually, like, for me, right, as a sports better, I'm going to look at things a little different than, my, than the average fan would. I look at things like, okay, they just came off a big win. Let's fade them next week. We've got a whole month. These yeah, boys right. are – when by the time they play Alabama, they're not worried about what they did against TCU. They're worried about Alabama. You're right. You're right. So, I, I think we're getting a really good spot here for Kansas State. Now, I'm going to have to see line movement money, see what happens with that. Obviously, we still got a long time. But as yeah, of right, right now, I think we're going to see some movement go towards Kansas State, and I don't think it's going to be public. I think it's going to be sharp money tagging Kansas State. I think so, too. Uh, Cotton Bowl, you got Tulane and USC. We talked about it briefly a second ago. USC is favored by just a point and a half. I think that's kind of telling. Exactly, man. Like, that tells you right there what Vegas thinks about this game. Exactly what I said about USC, right? Who knows what you're going to get? You don't. Tulane, you're going to get a good offense and you're going to get a team that plays hard because they know in their heart of hearts that genuinely they're playing above their level. So they're going to come out and give you their best freaking shot, man. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, one last New Year's Six Bowl, the the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Got Penn State and Utah. Um, Utah's favored by three in this game. I think Utah wins big, honestly. I, I, I do think it'll be a good football game up until about halfway through the third quarter and what we saw against Michigan and Penn State. Penn State gets into a close game. James Franklin's not a good enough coach to get him out of it. I agree. Um, move on to our home state, Mississippi. We have four bowl eligible teams. Let's start out with the Texas Bowl, where we have Ole Miss and Texas Tech. Ole Miss is favored by three and a half right now. This is um, not quite where the Rebs th- thought they were going to be through seven, eight weeks of the season. We were thinking more for a New Year's Six chance. Um, it's really just disappointing a little bit. The biggest disappointment isn't even the fact that we're in the Texas Bowl. It's the fact that we're playing Texas Tech again. It's, yeah, I saw I, a stat, I saw I saw a stat earlier this week that said that this will be the eighth time that Ole Miss has played Texas Tech in the last twenty years, whereas they've only played Tennessee, a team that's in their conference, only five times. It's you just mm. get bored of playing the same team over and over again in these situations. No, yeah. I mean, I get it. Uh, but I, I'll give you this, buddy. And we've, we've already discussed I'm the Mississippi State fan on the podcast. You're the Ole Miss fan. Ole Miss is a 10 times better team than this Texas Tech team is. No, I think so, too. I think that 
they really just – I mean, even go and look back at the last four, last four games of the year, the last three games actually, they lose a one-score game to Alabama where they had a chance to score in the last play of the game to win the game. You also had a two-point conversion that went wrong against Mississippi State. I mean, it very easily could have been 10-2 with a chance to play. Instead of Alabama being in that sugar bowl, it could have been Ole Miss again. But some things didn't go our way. Uh, you get in games as close as that, you're going to lose them sometimes. It's what it is. It's, this sport's a lot closer than people think it is. But I think Ole Miss is a better team. I think they should win. But you never know. You, you get that extra month of practice. You get it, Jackson Dart to be able to really kind of grow a little bit more. I mean, Quinchon oh. Jenkins is just insane. And he's he had, he just got named to the first team all SEC, also named to the all-freshman team, as you might want to imagine. Won the Connolly Trophy, which is the best player in the state of Mississippi earlier in earlier in the month. I mean, he's just as good as advertised as a true freshman. It's just he's insanely good. Yeah, you can't say enough about him, man. You really can't. He's unbelievable. Um, I, I really like this this Ole Miss offensive line this year. I thought they had a really good offensive line. I thought they tackled really well at the second level, which we haven't seen out of an Ole Miss team. So. As far as I'm concerned, as a Mississippi State fan, and I know I gave a, I gave Ole Miss a lot of crap when they were seven and zero. I gave them a lot of crap. I was right. They finished eight and four. I said they finished eight and four. I was right. Ted, pat myself you're on the correct. back. Brandon Walker says he's the greatest mind in college football. When well, you're looking at it, anyways. Um, I, I do think this is a really good Ole Miss team. Like you said, man, they had plenty of opportunities to win a game against Alabama. I think coaching lost them that game. I don't think the players lost them that game. Coaching lost them that game. That's plain and simple. Uh, you, yeah. you got that far running the football. It doesn't matter how much time's left on the clock. You've got timeouts. You can run the freaking football and score. Yep, completely agree. But that's my two. The sense. red zone play calling this year was really, really bad. Um, was I bad. agree. The red zone play calling was really, really bad this year. But all right, let's move on to Mississippi State. They're playing in the Rely, the Rely Quest Bowl which most people know is the Outback Bowl, but we're going to change it to the ReliQuest Bowl for some reason. Don't understand why. They're going to play a really, really good Illinois team who surprisingly is favored by a point and a half right now. I think it's for one reason. Illinois has a really good defensive line. Really good defensive line. Mississippi State is going to be – they're going to be forced to be one-sided, and we know that Will Rogers isn't mobile. So it's going to be a tough game for Mississippi State. But I, when I heard we were playing Illinois, I got genuinely scared because I, genu- I watched I watched a lot of Illinois football this year, surprisingly, and I think they're a really good football team. Now they they've got an SEC coach who knows how to coach in the SEC. So you're right. I don't see a reason why Illinois can't win this game. I, I genuinely, and then being a one and a half point favorite kind of nail, puts a nail in the coffin for me. I see Illinois winning the game, which frick. Mississippi State was a nine-and-a-half-point favorite last year against Texas Tech and wound up getting beat by 20-something. So, at this point, Mississippi State is known to to completely crap the bed at this. So, my hands are up. We finished eight and four. We got the golden egg. Who gives a shit? All right. Fair. All right, we're going to run through real quick. The last two, Southern Miss will be playing in the Lending Tree Bowl against Rice. They're favored by six-and-a-half. Who do you think wins that one? Give me Southern. I've got some inside sources over at Southern on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, Rice is um, 
Not good offensively. Southern Miss is very good on the defensive side of the ball. Huge question mark at quarterback. They started four quarter. They played four quarterbacks in one game. So, I mean, you're not going to see an offensive game. Look at the over under here. I haven't checked it, but I'd look at the over under here and really, really look at this under. Especially if I get it under uh, about 45. I like that. I like that line for this game. Yeah. If I get under 45, I like it. All right, I like it. All right, also the Celebration Bowl. Jackson State, who may or may not be coached by Dion, favored by 16.5 over North Carolina Central. I think Jackson State will roll no matter what. They're just a better team. Um, we'll talk about Dion in just a second. Just wanted to, who, I think you think Jackson State wins that one? It depends on uh, if Shiloh and uh, Shaquille or whatever his name is play. Sharif, whatever his name is. Shadur. Shadur. I mean, look. Yeah. I got Sha- Shakir and yeah. Shafir. I guess those are Shaq kids. I don't know, but <laughs> if he plays, if he plays, I got a good shot at it. They're a seventeen point favorite, so I mean, they're gonna. It's gonna take some points. Yep. So, and yep. what do these kids have to play for? The ones that are good enough are loading up and going to Colorado. The ones that aren't are gonna stay there and just go back to mediocrity. So, I mean, at this point, if you're if you're in the Jackson State Athletic Department, uh, you call whoever gave you the loan or whoever lent you the money for the football facility, and you just ask them uh, not to take it back. I agree. All right. <laughs> Topic, two words, biggest deal in college football right now, transfer portal. What do you think? All right. So when it first started, it, it was thought that it would make – the small teams a little bit richer, the bigger teams a little bit uh, poorer. That was – we were wrong. That was a bad idea. Um, I, I don't mind it, man. I, I like the idea of a kid being able to make up his mind on where he wants to play college football because at the end of the day, these are 17- and 18-year-old kids making a lifelong decision that's going to affect them in their future. So I don't hate the idea. You can't ask a 17- or 18-year-old kid to be 100% committed to something that he really didn't know what he was getting into. Um, you're, you were a college athlete. I was a college athlete. We understand that life. If, if I could go back and, and uh, take away the first year of my college career, I would completely switch up where I went, and I think you would too. But now we're giving kids the opportunity to do that. So I like it. Um, I'll tell you what I don't like. Stay your butt off social media. Keep your word oh like gosh. talk to talk to your mom, talk to your cousin, talk to your best friend. Don't tell everybody who who's freaking following you or whoever, whatever. Don't tell them. Like perfect example. Dylan Johnson last night. Great kid. Dylan Johnson. Great running back. Yep. Great, great kid. Came from Mississippi. Um really turned himself around, made himself a really good asset to this Mississippi State offense after I thought he was going to be a bust for the first couple of years. But, man, there are still coaches that want you to come play for them. If you, if you shit on exactly. one coach that you played for for three years, what makes you think that you're not, they don't think you're going to shit on them? It doesn't make any sense to me. I completely agree with you. Yep, I'm right there with you. Um, so you're talking about – the portal is, it's, it, I saw earlier that over 1,100 kids were in the transfer portal as of today. 24-7 sports did a study back in 2019 and 2020, I believe it's after the first year of the portal, where 
of all players that transferred from FBS schools either ended up at FCS, junior colleges, or they did not get picked up at all. So that's half, almost half the players do not stay in the same level they were, which yeah. is mind blowing, especially at the number of players in right now. So just take 1,100, 1100 kids. You're saying about 500 kids are not going to end up anywhere close to where they were when they left. Right. Um, so I, I just got back from a coach's clinic, obviously. And, um, I listened to Carl Lafferty, uh, the pitching coach from Mississippi State, talk. And uh, a high school Ole coach. Come on yeah. now. You... Ole Miss. No, we, can't, we can't get those two mixed up. Coach Laff is – Coach Laff, freshly made national champion, if you, know, you guys didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, Coach Laff is yeah. at Ole Miss. Don't I don't think anybody Anyways, did I say Mississippi State? You said Mississippi State. All right, sorry. I'm in on this. Um, so, Lafferty talked go. yesterday, and we had a coach at Lafferty, the pitching coach from the 2022 Ole Miss Baseball National Champions, baby. What else could you ask for? Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank You're you. welcome. But Lafferty said this when asked about um, what he thinks about the transfer portal. He said this. You will always end up as an athlete where you're supposed to be. So don't kick yourself. As an athlete, and this is in man in baseball, we see it all the time. We see kids go from JUCO to D1 and absolutely freaking tear it up, man. But we see some kids go from JUCO yep, to D1 right. that probably should have sat to D3 to D2 or maybe in AI ball, right? So you're always going to end up where yep. you're supposed to be as far as your ability and skill set. With that being said, let kids make the decision for themselves, but shut up talking about it. I agree. Make I'm the decision you. and move on. All right. I agree. I'm with you. Um, all right, go quick little finish up college football. We got a couple coaching hires recently that are pretty interesting. Hugh Freeze is back in the SEC. He's sitting there talking shit about Ole Miss already. He's stealing quotes from Mike Bianco. It's just this feels like we're and he's getting the whole band back together. He's trying to get all the same coaches he had at Ole Miss. This feels like this can be a lot of fun. Oh man, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Wouldn't it be incredible for Hugh Freeze's first time to play Ole Miss to be in Oxford, but they're going down to Auburn this year? Wouldn't that be just yep, freaking awesome, right. man? I'll be on for the first time, especially in the Twitter era. Right after Mississippi State beat Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl, they hire Freeze a few days after. And for one nice moment, the state of Mississippi's Twitter page is united to talk just to shit on Hugh Freeze. And it was right. a great time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Dude, I mean, when you – I look now. I'm not a huge Hugh Freeze believer. Never have been. He was at Ole Miss. Um, kind of crapped the bed at Ole Miss – when I say Conda, he did crap to bed. He completely Don't all up in the bed. Yes, he did. But did he deserve another chance to come back and coach SEC football? I think so, yes. Do I think he's going to do good at Auburn? No. I think he's. I think his tops at Auburn is 9-3. and three. All right. I think he does good. I think, he, I think they win a national championship in the next five, ten years if he stays. But you also have to take, take into account that, yeah, you have to take into account that who we're talking about here. He may end up using the wrong phone, and he might get in trouble again. But 
that's a different topic for another day. Um, yeah, I mean, they still have burners involving. Yeah, you're right. One more Just hire involving the state of Mississippi. Uh, Colorado hired Deion Sanders away from Jackson State. Yeah. So I saw something that was very interesting to me. There was somebody on Instagram or Twitter, and I don't really know who it was. So don't, I'm not 100% sure if this is accurate or not, but this was some. This is from sources. Uh, Jackson State apparently misused a lot of their football funds and they were stealing money away from the football program and giving it, moving it to general funds and scholarships, basically taking the money from Coach Prime and his players. Not only that, apparently that Jackson State put in Dion's contract that after 30,000 ticket sales, then he would receive a percentage of the sales. Never got it. He basically paid for all the nice stuff that you've seen Jackson State have in the last two years. Seems like it came out of his own pocket. And it sounds like the university was trying to steal money from them. Not necessarily steal money, but not give when they were supposed to. Not give the way a normal pro university would give to a program, especially the one that's bringing more publicity to the school than they've had since Walter Payton was there. Right. It's. I think what it comes down to a lot, man, is you don't know what you have until you lose it. Yep. You can. You can look at. You can. You can be as as as. Uh, as happy or whatever you want to call it, that you have Coach Prime. And I think at some point people get complacent. Success becomes a com- becomes complacent to some people. And I, I just think, man, it's just a poorly run athletic department at Jackson State. And I'm not trying to be downgrade Jackson State. I, I love what Coach Prime did over there. But, man, at some point, you, when you put something in a contract, man, it's, it's not just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool contract. No, like, you you got to do it. It's legal. So You're right. the fact that he left, man, and I think we knew it was coming. I don't think this was a shock to anybody. Maybe Colorado was a shock to everybody, but not a not a freaking Power 5 school. Yeah. I mean, we knew he was going to get it. It was just a matter of time when. I agree. You're right. All right, two more things about college football. Just one thing out of the Heisman finalists, Max Duggan, Caleb Williams, Stetson Bennett, C.J. Stroud. Caleb Williams is the favorite at minus 2,000. Who wins? Um, I think you. I think you give Stetson Bennett a shot at this thing. I think you do. I mean, at, at minus two thousand, you're not going to bet on Caleb Williams. So if you're going to put a ticket out, I think the best option is Stetson Bennett. Well, I mean, I think I think Caleb Williams has in the back. I think he's going to win. Um, his numbers yeah. are the best. And they're, they're, he led a team that wasn't very good to. Yeah, I mean. I think without Caleb When's Williams, that team is absolutely nothing. When's the last time you've seen a future at minus two thousand? They're telling you who's going to win. That's a, Playing the second. Oh yeah, you're right. But if you're, but if you want to bet it and I you agree. just want to have fun on Heisman night, put a little money on Stetson Bennett. It might cash. Probably not. Just put ten dollars on it. It'll be like a two hundred dollar return. Just have a little fun. Yep. All right. Last thing. Last only FBS game going on this weekend. Army Navy. Who wins that? Oh, man, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Navy. Navy's favored by two Navy. and a half. I, I, think, I think go Navy. Go Navy beat Army. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Um, okay. The Titans and Eagles this past week 
God, A.J. Brown just showed the Titans what they were missing. Yeah, probably a bad time to bet on the Titans. Probably a bad time. Yeah, I would say so. But not only not only that, he, he he ended up with yeah, he ended up with eight catches for 119 yards and two touchdowns. AJ Brown through thirteen games of the NFL season has more catches and more touchdowns than all the Titans wide receivers combined. Yeah. But I, they they thought they were getting a dude and uh and um what's his name? Frick. Who is it? Traylon Burke. Yeah, they thought they were getting a dude in Traylon Burks, and they they literally went for AJ Brown Jr. almost, right? It seemed that way. No, you're right. They just didn't. Yeah. Want, they just didn't want to pay mm-hmm. AJ because they knew they got to they got to keep that defense yeah, together to support Derrick Henry's run game. So I don't. They, first I of all, you're not going to win games one sided in the NFL. You're not going to. You're going to need at least a yeah. guy that can separate the field can can get you a little separation and. They just didn't have that guy, so teams were able to stack the box against the Titans. And now, like we said with Coach Prime, you don't know what you have until you lose it. I agree. Um, not only that, did you see where the uh, Titans fired their GM earlier this week right after A.J. Brown went off on them? Well, they should have. I mean, A.J. Brown was I agree. a freaking a dual-sport athlete in high school. He was an All-American in baseball and football, the first to do it since Bo Jackson. So um, it's not like we're dealing with yep. a, uh, a mediocre-level athlete. We're dealing with a high-level athlete here, a very high-level athlete. I agree. Completely agree. Uh, move on another game, Chiefs-Bengals, Burrow and Mahomes. Burrow is 3-0 and against Mahomes in his career so far, including the game they had to have last year and the AFC Championship. How much fun is these games going to be for the next 10 years? Oh, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. Because at this point, and I heard um, Pac-Man Jones say it on, uh, I don't know what, or Busting with the Boys, I believe, Pac-Man Jones said that Patrick Mahomes is a system Mm -hmm. quarterback and Joe Burrow is a quarterback. Joe Burrow is a dude. A dude. And he is. He's a dude. Joe Burrow is no, no doubt he's a dude, but Patrick Mahomes is not a system quarterback. I, I just disagree with that, but I'm I'm not look. I'm not going to disagree with you, but look at the Andy Reid offenses in the past and who he's had at quarterback and still been able to win. I agree, but it's not. But you're acting like he didn't put up numbers wherever he's been. He put up numbers everywhere he's been. He yeah. took more yards than anybody in, at Texas Tech. But look at the offense I mean, he was in. But no, I agree. I agree. So. Um, uh, we've seen Will Rogers be past top. week of college football passing, and Will Rogers is a freaking joke. It's a little different, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot different. One more game we're talking about from last week. Bomb. Yeah, that's true. Colts and Cowboys. Dallas outscored Indy thirty-three to nothing in the, in the fourth quarter. Well, it was a bad day. To have the Colts and a bad day to have the under, and I had neither. Thank you, Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, that game was it. I mean, it started the fourth quarter. I'm sitting there looking at a parlay, and I'm like, come on, Cowboys. I've got you at like minus 900 money line. I just need you to win. Just put me, into, put me in the green for Sunday. And then at the start of the fourth quarter, you're just kind of like grabbing your seat. They score. They score. They score. They score. And you're like, uh, I can't believe I was stressing this game literally five minutes ago. <laughs> Five minutes ago, I was stressing. I agree. About this. I agree. Um, all right, so 
how many how many teams do you think are legitimate Super Bowl contenders? I have right now. I have five. I had six a week ago, but now I have five. I have. I think the Eagles have the best chance. I have the Bills, the Chiefs, the Cowboys after Washington the last few weeks. And I also have a team that's come in that struggled early in the year but really turned on. I got the Bengals as a Super Bowl contender. I think you – I like I like that. Um, man, I, I think a lot of teams and, – and look, if the Dolphins can get into the playoffs, I, I can see them making a run. Maybe so. I, I can't. So, I out of the AFC, I think there's I think there's two teams that you can stamp it right now that would probably be or that I no doubt I know for a fact are the favorites to win the AFC, and that's obviously the Bills and the Chiefs. And you turn around and look at the yeah. NFC, kind of one sided between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Really, there's not really another team that you can yep. see beating either one of them. Maybe well, the Vikings. I, I don't I don't trust the Vikings at all. I was gonna say I had. A week ago, I had the 49ers, but that kind of is going to transition us into what we're about to talk about next. The big, big time injuries and some big name guys. Jimmy G, how much does that hurt? He's out for the season. They said said that he might be able to return for the playoffs. I don't trust it though. How much? How big of an impact does that have on their Super Bowl chances? It's massive, man. Um, Jimmy G is going to be that guy who doesn't lose you the game. That's as simple as that, right? He's not going to lose you a game. Yep. Um, and the, and the Shanahan offense and the run scheme that they have behind McCaffrey, McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk uh, as a as a wide receiver, um, they had all the pieces they needed to make a deep run. They obviously had the defense. They obviously had the offensive line. Yep. So with them hurt, with them missing Jimmy G, I, it really does hurt them. But what's interesting, man, if the 49ers could have gotten Baker Mayfield on that claim. I genuinely, I genuinely think they're still a Super Bowl contender with Baker Mayfield. As crazy as it sounds, I think Baker Mayfield is Baker good Mayfield enough couldn't to keep, lose them the game. Baker, Baker Mayfield couldn't keep the job in Carolina. How is mm-hmm. he going to win a Super Bowl for the 49ers? Pieces. Well, that's all, all you have to do is not throw interceptions. <laughs> that's all you have to do. Just don't throw interceptions. That's true. Yeah, but he does. He throws interceptions. Yeah. But, I mean, that goes back to Baker Mayfield thinking that Baker Mayfield is the best thing since sliced bread. And to be realistic, you're probably the bottom 5% of quarterbacks, so just play like it, man. Just play like you know who you are. You're not, you're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not Joe Burrow. You're not Dak Prescott. You're not Jalen Hurts. You're not, you're not any of these guys. So don't act like you are. You're not Josh Allen. Be Baker Mayfield. I agree. One more injury I want to talk about that's really, I think, going to affect possibly the Super Bowl. Did not change any odds for the Super Bowl, but Von Miller's out for the rest of the year with a torn ACL. I think that really affects the Bills, especially in the pass rush. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's killer, dude. I, that's, that's killer. Yeah. I mean, when you look at, like I said, man, the Dolphins, man, that's a, it's a good offensive line or a, a decent offensive line. They're not good. They're decent. But you're not going to be able to expose them without a guy like Von Miller or without a guy that's just incredible in the pass rush. And pass rush situations, man, when it gets December, January, February, you need that guy. You need the guy that you can just send, hey, Von, go hit the quarterback. Okay, coach, I'll get there. Yeah, cool. You're like Michael Parsons. Obviously, you're going to get there. You're a freak. So it kills the defense. Uh, But I still think 
with Josh Allen at quarterback and that um that wide receiver group and running back room they have, they're pretty daggone good. I agree. All right, so I'm going to talk about the Major League Baseball for just a brief second. Please, please, please. Just mainly the free agency. Yeah, please. Aaron Judge gets nine years, $360 million for New York. I mean, that's, that's a ton of money. I, you, got to, you had to re-sign him. I did see where he supposedly took less money to stay with New York. But what did what did New York offer him in the middle of the year? Seven years, two forty. You got nine three sixty. Yeah, Way too freaking bet yeah. on yourself, man. I mean, that is by far the best move I've ever seen in baseball in my life. Bet on yourself, man. I was. I agree. Uh, Degrom to the Rangers, five years, one hundred eighty-five million. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of the Braves going to New York and having to face three absolute freaking machines. I say Seabear's a big Braves fan. He got rid of Jacob DeGrom, but guess what? Welcome to New York, Justin Verlander. Yeah. But I'll say this much. 86 million for two years with a $35 million player option in 2025. And that's Verlander, insane to give a 39-year-old, is it not? Verlander was the best best arm in baseball last year out of the AL, so I think the money's well-deserved. Uh, to be a 39-year-old and to get paid that much, that just goes to show you how much the Mets have bought into winning this uh, World Series after the Braves did it. They just want to be like the Braves, man. Seriously, Steve Cohen is not Alex Anthropolis. He will never be. So stop trying to be. For real, yeah. you can pay whoever you want. But you're not going to keep winning games, man. Money doesn't win you baseball games. Athletes and baseball players that want to play for your organization win you baseball games. Said, done. Yeah. It. Two shortstops got two massive deals. Uh, Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million to, to go to the Phillies. Xander Bogarts, 11 years, $280 million. He's a, to go to the Padres. He's a 30-year-old, and he got 11, million, 11 years. Uh, First of all, you're paying him like somewhere around $22 million a year, $23 million a year. Xander Bogots is not worth $22, $23 million no, a year. He's not. I don't know. I, don't, um, I agree. He has done well against American League pitching in the NL East, which is a big freaking deal because there's some arms in that division. But going to the NL, going to the, uh, NL West, dude, now you've got to face the Padres about 25 games out of the year. And you're expecting are, Xander Bogarts with the Padres. I'm sorry, the Dodgers. Sorry, sorry, the Dodgers. There you go. If you're expecting Xander Bogarts to hit the, all five of the Dodgers' arms as a right-hander when they're righty-heavy, dude, you're screwed. That was so dumb. Yeah. Go get a lefty. Yeah. I agree. Um, a new thing that the MLB did this past week, the, they had a draft lottery. It's um, going kind of similar to what the NBA does. The Pittsburgh Pirates won the draft lottery and will have the first pick in July. Uh, what do you think about the MLB moving to a draft lottery? Love it. Because now you can't suck forevermore. It's plain and simple. You can't just yeah, look at I it and agree. be like, well, we're going to suck for the next 10 years just so we can get 10 really good players and potentially win a World Series in 15 years. Uh, Nobody. You need to win now. Yeah, no, I agree. Not only that, I think – in my opinion, Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner in, in all sports. However, this is the first time I think he's done something that's good. 
you have people talking about the MLB draft in December. You never have that. So I think it's I think it's a good move. Um, I'm interested to see how it plays out in the future. But baseball, Major League Baseball, is in a position right now to really make a dent in professional sports where they lacked, where they were suffering so long to break into professional sports revenue caps and all that sort of stuff. They're finally in a position to where the game is becoming fun. And I love it, man. I, I, me and you, obviously, we play college baseball. We grew up playing baseball. We grew up watching baseball. We love baseball. We breathe it. Yep. So for Major League Baseball to finally be something that everybody wants to talk about, man, it honestly gives me chills. But you know what? I agree. Rob Manfred sucks. He sucks so bad. He's bad. Yeah, he is. All right, Seabear, guess what? Tiger Woods is playing golf this week. It's, it's the big cat. You can't – he moves the needle. People are going to be watching. He's playing in the match. Him and Roy McIlroy against Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. They're playing at the Pelican Golf Clubs in Florida. Uh, surprisingly, this is, a, this is just a 12-hole match. This is what they've kind of been moving to. And it's starting at 5 p.m., so it looks like we're going to get a little night golf with, with Tiger. Love it. And I, I'm just going to go and let you know. If you can get Rory and Tiger – at plus money, if even if it's even money, it's even stupid. money right now. But that's you've you've got to take it. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, I, I mean, you. No, he, he had Tiger had to back out of his tournament last week at the Hero World Challenge. But I don't know if you caught what he said. But during the week, the reason he had to back out is because he has plantar fasciitis. But he will be able to ride a cart this week. What he said last week is that he can hit any golf shot that there is. He just can't walk. How badass do you have to be to say you can hit any shot in, in on the golf course even if you can't walk? You have to be the GOAT. And that's what that's, he is. Yeah, you're right. He's the GOAT. He is man. 100% the GOAT. And one thing that's going to help him out a lot is playing with Rory. Because, Tiger, if you're the GOAT, you're not going to want anybody showing you up that's on your team. It's a perfect opportunity, agree. man. You get it at you get it at even money. It seems like you got to put a little bit. You got to put your toes in the water, man. Well, that's a great segue to this last segment. We're gonna have we're gonna call this Sea Bears Lock of the Week. Collins, what do we have going on this weekend? So we've got a really interesting NFL card that I really don't like a lot of. Um, I want I want everybody to pay attention to one game and one game only. I want you to look no farther than the division matchup between the Vikings and the Lions. Don't look any farther. I knew you were going to call MCDC. You got to have him in your in your lock. I knew you were going to have him. You're you're telling me that a five and seven team is a two point favorite against a ten and two team that has literally throbbed everybody they played. Yeah, how insane is that? That's you got to back. You got to back the Lions here. You got to take the money line. Don't take the points. Take the money line. I think you get it like minus one fifty or one sixty. Take it. Don't. I'm not telling you to go home and or go to the bank tomorrow after you get done with work or during your lunch break and take out a loan, take out a second mortgage on your house. I'm not telling you to do any of that stuff. I'm telling you to bet the lines responsibly on the money line because there's a reason that they are a favorite in this game. They might not win, I agree with you. but there is a freaking reason they're they're a favorite. They're playing good football. They're playing really good football. Um, any any other thing you're thinking about throwing some money on this weekend? 
Oh, uh, yeah, we got, I mean, we literally just have like a, a, a dart at the wall, blindfolded with with no lights on. Um, I like, obviously, we like the Bills on the money line against the Jets, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I think it's too many points, though. I like them as a seven-point favorite in that game. So I've got a little parlay here. So um, Bills money line, Steelers money line against the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. I think Huntley's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. But the Ravens go as far as Lamar Jackson takes them. Uh, the Bengals against the Browns, money line. There's no reason to lay points in this game. It's it's one of those fishy spots where the Bengals just came off a huge win, but I think they get it done late in this game. Probably a last-second field goal gets them the win. I like them on the money line. Uh, the, Panthers, the Panthers plus four against the Seattle Seahawks. In Seattle, Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. He is a he is a really good quarterback. He's a good fit for this team. I like the Panthers getting the points here. I think they win this game outright, honestly. But for a parlay's sake, take the points just so you don't have to sweat too much. Um, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting three and a half points um, in San Francisco. And I think that's the only reason they're getting three and a half points because they're in San Francisco. Uh, I, I do think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win the game. I'm taking them at plus three and a half points, though, on the parlay. As we said, there's no reason to lay any sort of plus money on a parlay when you're just trying to scrape through the barrel here. Um, the Dolphins' money line against the Chargers. Interestingly enough, look at this game. The Dolphins are at the Chargers, and they're like a four or five-point favorite, I think. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that if the Dolphins played the Chargers at home, they're a seven-point favorite. Hammer. I agree. Hammer them. And then to end it up, we already talked about it. This is the game everybody's watching this weekend. As a college football fan, this is the game that you love to watch every freaking year. This is Smash Mouth football. This is, this is what football my, is meant to be. One of my favorite games of the year. Completely. Hands down. Hands down. You got to ride Navy. Army doesn't have an offense this year. Navy's defense led by uh, Diego. I don't know his last name, but Diego. That dude's a freak. He is a freak of nature. Yeah. If you run the football, he's going to tackle you. So just be yeah. ready to see a, a whole lot of him in this game Saturday. Navy wins this game outright. I think it's actually a pretty easy win for them. I agree. Go Navy, beat Army. Um, that just about does it for us this first episode. Um, thanks for joining in. Collins is a good show. We will see you all back next week on Get to the Point.